The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our PC. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lovers, muggers, and thieves. This is Dave. Welcome to the Boston Podcast, Greater Boston's only daily podcast that I know of. Although I'll confess, once in a while we do take a day off. We're only human. I want to thank our sponsor right off the top, U.S. Postal Service. USPS.com slash careers is where you go to discover careers at the Postal Service. Second largest employer in the United States, USPS.com. Uh, and it's the U.S. Postal Service Deliver for the Nation. I have to say that tagline or else I don't get my dose of patriotism in. By the way, thanks for sharing this show. We just hit something like 57,000 downloads of this show since we started. Sheesh, that's a lot of downloads, isn't it? I say to my guest, Scott Ziegler. That's a ton of downloads. It's a, it's mind-boggling, really. It it can boggle certain minds. Yes, maybe not all minds, but doesn't boggle your mind. Then Can I just say, say one thing about your sponsor? You you and I love the U.S. Postal Service. Yes. Because you give them... A little letter, mm-hmm. right? And 50 cents. Yeah. And they'll take it anywhere in this country. Or think about that. Or if you pay a little more all the way around the world, right? Yeah. yeah. They'll, uh, but yeah. I will say this to your listeners if mm-hmm. you do apply for that job at the U.S. Postal Service and mm-hmm. you get it, please at least pretend like you give a crap when you're behind the counter. <laughs> because I'm generalizing that yeah. some of them don't seem to really care that much about customer service. I'm uh, shutting his mic off now, U.S. Postal Service. I don't know what he's talking about. You, you're talking about your trip to UPS or the package store That's or right. some other I must be confusing thing. them with somebody else. May I remind you, we love the U.S. Postal Service, USPS.com slash careers. You're forgiven. Scott, I do. For the moment. I still think it's amazing that they'll it take is. your little envelope anywhere you want. Okay. For nothing, right. practically. Right. Yes, as I said, Scott Ziegler, the advertising director of Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly, is in the house. He's here. The, how ironic, the advertising director comes in and maligns our advertiser. Thanks for nothing. Well, I did praise them, too. You did. Life isn't perfect. And I'm only right. here because you begged me to come, Dave. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. So it's a, it's a music episode of the Boston Podcast today because we know you dig the music, kids. And we're going to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame today because Scott Ziegler is an aficionado. You've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I have. It's in Cleveland, Ohio. Just once. Just once. I've been twice, I think. But um, the first time was when you and I were colleagues and I was doing a little stint for Ohio Lawyers Weekly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 That was weird. <laughs> they flew they used me to out fly there. everybody out yeah, to do they, the work they, out yeah, there. They flew me out for this tiny little newspaper called uh, Ohio Lawyers. They would have been just fine with me throughout the week. But then again, I guess those are the days before like we were doing everything with Internet and you send me your file and back and all that. Right. But you I had remember, to hand deliver the files. Yeah, <laughs> right. So Pony Express to Ohio. But it, it's a great take. It was a great take. Then it was, it was a great take when I went like two years ago. Um and everything you want in a museum, right? Right. You could spend hours and hours watching the videos, yeah. looking. They probably mix up the exhibits, I imagine, all the time. They do. It seems like there's there's always like a new whole floor of of stuff. And, you know, if you, if you dig Elvis, there's a whole 
shitload of stuff about Elvis, of course, the Beatles. I like the costume, the Hall of yeah. Costumes, if for lack of a better word. It was just, you know, the onstage outfits yep. that, you know, zillions and zillions of bands wore on stage. And so, very cool. But, you know, lists are fun and debates are fun. And we've got ourselves a list here that, that came out just within the last month or so, I want to say. Whatever. Yeah, I would uh, say maybe even less than a month. Maybe less than a month, within the, the past 30 days, let's say. The Rock and Roll 2020 um, nominee, the the class of 2020 nominees, right? Yeah. And so you know more about this than I. What what what's the elig- What are the eligibility rules, if as, any? As I understand yes. it, and I, and I think I understand it, mm-hmm. but I might not. You have had to have recorded an album uh, 25 years ago. That's the cutoff. Once you've hit 25 years, you become eligible for inclusion. Your fir- right, your first yeah. album. So. And that's why a lot of these, well, I don't know if a lot of these are still active. Uh, a couple are certainly still yeah. active. I'm looking at like Dave Matthews Band, for sure. example. So they could still be active. So it's, yeah, it's different than sports where it's the other way around. It's like after you're done, then we start the clock. We start the clock. Yeah. So, so they, um, as they have a nominating committee. And every year, that I don't know who's on the committee. Right. But uh, they pick 15 people. Some of them have been nominated before. Some of them are you know, newly eligible. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we, um, we're going to go down the list and, and folks, you know, you, you vote yourself at home and we will keep you in suspense as to what Scott Ziegler's, um, five, five, you're only allowed five. So I guess I'll play along too, Scott. In other words, there are only five that make it. That's what I should say. They're exactly. Only five, they're only five that make it. Right. Right. And, and that's another interesting thing to me because since you brought up the baseball hall of fame, they'll only put people in that are, uh, you know, get the, Right number of votes. I mean, they'll have years where nobody gets in. That's right. But That's the right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame puts five people in every year. No matter what, whether they they're worthy five. or not. Okay. So it um, kind of depends on who's eligible and who's still lingering around and all that. So right. Part of me had a problem with that because, you know, it's much easier to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than some of the sports halls for that reason. The other thing is that it, the the people argue about the definitions too. Right. Right. Like, because the the... If you had to rename the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you'd probably call it the Music Hall of Fame, but not classical or so much country, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's almost everything else now. I mean, it's right. It's uh, it's soft rock, it's hard rock, but it's also hip hop, it's uh, techno, right? Well, it really is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the criteria is you know excellence and talent and impact, but it's also. Um, they also take into consideration your influence on rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And that's why you might see some hip-hop, some of the original hip-hop folks probably do belong in there um, because they influenced a lot of the rock and roll bands. And the same thing, you, you can say the same with jazz and country. So, but no, but there are some sort of moderate, I mean, okay, so spoiler alert, Notorious B.I.G. is on the list this year. That's right. He was saying he influenced rock? No. Or rock was influenced, go ahead. He, he is on the list because... Right. Part of it's like what you said. They have kind of expanded their uh, horizons a little bit. Yeah. But I think the early hip-hop people belong in there, Grandmaster Flash and yeah, people I'd like say, that. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- there's, I guess, you, but, they, you, they influence each other. I mean, Run DMC's, one of Run DMC's greatest hits is called King of Rock, and I'm not sure exactly the history behind that, but, but I think it, it it's they embody the spirit of rock, if, not the, if, if their songs aren't really... You know, I mean, rock and roll is about, you know, kicking ass and taking names and sticking it to the man. Right. And, you know, um, 
in country music is is not that. I think country music aficionados would agree. It's about you know soul searching and crying and <laughs> bottle of whiskey and a shotgun yeah. in the back of the pickup truck. Sure. You know, and so and um, but hip hop is absolutely has always been about sticking it to the man. I guess you get to pick who the man is in yeah. each case. Anyway, so should we get to it? First, I want to say when I was driving over here. Yes, sir. This is unrelated, by the oh, way, to rock great. and roll music or the Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay, yes. But I passed this little place, like a within a block from here, called the Toast Office. Yes. Have you have you heard of this place? Of course. It's... I assume it's a breakfast restaurant and or coffee shop. Yeah, and it always makes me giggle too. But I it's, love that name. It's a great, and it's, it's right great. next to the post office, which, it, by the way, is a great organization. Yes. And if <laughs> Thank you, you USPS. If you're looking for work, that would yes. be a great place to work. <laughs> yes. Um, no, uh, Toast Office is great. Not a sponsor of the show yet, but the Toast Office, uh, Westwood Mass, right on uh, Route 109 near Westwood Center. I, lo- I love yeah. companies and businesses with great names. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the Simpsons are famous for lampooning that, you know, seafood restaurant, call me Delishmile, you know, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and many more. But that wouldn't work as an actual restaurant. I guess not. It's too silly. Too obtuse. Um well, the first one I've got on the list here is... Um, Wait, are we back to talking about the Rock and Roll Hall Yeah, Hall yeah. The clock's ticking here. All so right, fine. You might recognize this song, uh, Scott Ziegler. That's Pat Benatar. Absolutely, Pat who, Benatar. I saw Pat Benatar in her heyday mm-hmm. in Syracuse, New York. And it goes down for me as either the loudest or one of the loudest shows I ever saw in my life. My ears were, were hurting... I probably lost some hearing permanently from that. It doesn't sound like you're necessarily paying her a compliment. That's um, what they used to say about uh, Spinal Tap. Welcome, Spinal Tap, Britain's loudest rock group. That's <laughs> like, uh, well, I mean, what can we say about Pat Benatar? All right. Let you want to say a few things? I will say something. Yes. Because that's why you begged me to come down here, Dave. Yes. I have a, I have my, my nominees. There's 15 nominees. And I've got four lists. Mm-hmm. One is people that I don't think belong in at all. Okay. One are people that I Straight think up. are fine to be in. You're okay with them, right? Yeah. If yep. I get in, I got no problem with that. Then I got a short list of maybes. Like, maybe they could go in. Yep. And then I have my top five. It sounded like you did those out of order. So top five, yeah. what's the next echelon down? You, you Yes. Are, the next echelon is... It's like a definite yes. And yeah. then there's like and then there's a maybe. And, and then, then there's a no. And then yeah, there's I a no I just randomly... Okay. I randomly read those categories. It's fiendishly clever. Um, so Pat Benatar's in my yes category. I think that she would be... That's your second a, tier. Yeah. Good. She'd okay. be a fine member of the Rock Hall because yeah. she was really, you know, the top in her field. She was a huge hit maker. She's one of the top female rock and roll vocalists of all time, I think. And uh, uh, 15 Billboard Top 40 singles, including top 10 hits. This one, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, yep. Love Is A Battlefield, We Belong, Invincible. I don't know this off the top of my head. I'm just kind of reading stuff. But anyway, she, I saw her two years ago at, like, Salisbury Beach or, or Nantasket. No, where's... Uh, Blue Music Ocean Hall? Yeah, maybe. Salisbury. Salisbury Beach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a great venue. Very good. And she does a show now where with her... Long time, long time husband yeah. and and guitarist, and they do it with this little video montage to, about the history of them two, and um, and it's a, it's a great take. They still do it, as far as I know. Now I, I have noticed she hasn't had a top ten hit in a long no. time, <laughs> but but I guess we can't hold that against her. And the other thing with her is if Joan Jett's in, can we are we really keeping Pat out? You know what I mean? Right now, she, she, sort of she's a very strong candidate and a good choice. Okay. 
All right. Fading out, Pat. Uh, next one. I don't promise I'm going to play a music clip for every one of these because eventually I'm going to get lazy, God. I feel like. But we, but I do have the next one queued up. Um, I will have thoughts on this dude. And, of course, this Scott Ziegler is whom? This is Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. Right. All right. Tell us your thoughts. A nice fella from Virginia. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there's not many people more successful than, and have, you know, as dedicated followers and sold so many tickets and records. I mean, this guy, to me, is a first-year eligible no-brainer. Mm-hmm. He should be in. And uh, Oh, really? I, He's in your top? Yeah. Okay. I would vote for him in a heartbeat. I'm not even a huge Dave Matthews fan. I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, yeah. I've only seen him once. I, I saw him in Fenway. Mm-hmm. I scalped tickets on the street, me and the missus, and it was a great show. Yeah, I see. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not a Dave Matthews guy. I don't like the, I don't like brood rock, and mm-hmm. I think he would fall into that category. I just want to smack him and go, just come on, play, play something I can dance to. I guess, uh, maybe, it, but maybe. it's not his thing. I get that. And um, I'm sorry, you were saying. I was going to yeah. say there is one song. He's got one of my all-time favorite songs called "Ants Marching." Yeah, I like that song. Which sorry. is the toe tapping dance song yeah, that I have catchy. on my workout uh, playlist. <laughs> I love that song. I would listen to it every day if I could. Okay. Um, yes, the little answer marching. Uh, you can't deny so, his success so you, and uh, popularity. I mean, to me, that's just well, one that's of those true. Things. That's true. I, yeah, I can respect someone without actually digging him. Like I just, I'm never going to put on Dave Matthews in the car. Sorry, Dave Matthews, but I get the whole. Yeah, he. It, it's it's somewhere between Billy Joel and the Grateful Dead in terms of devoted fans. You know, yeah. um, if that makes sense. Grateful Dead are completely insane. They live their lives surrounded Grateful Dead. Billy right. Joel fans just love it when he comes to town. Dave Matthews, I think, is somewhere in between, which is a good thing yeah. for him. Yeah. Okay, Dave Matthews. All right. I'm uh, checking them off. We only have 13 to go. Swell. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll shorten some of these discussions. Um, but next one on the list is uh, Depeche Mode. And I, I wonder if you give Depeche Mode any uh, respect here, Scott. What do you think? Uh, they're in my maybe category. Okay. Um, but mostly because I don't, just don't, even though they're really from my generation, I, I don't know that much about them. Yeah. Other than that they're popular and they've done fine and people like them and all that stuff. But I did uh, like this song. Remember this one? Yep. Now that I listen to it again, I don't like it as much for some yeah. reason. Um, I, I mean, I could live without them. I, okay. You know, I, I wouldn't vote for them. They were uh, British, of course, electronic music formed in Essex, in Essex, UK, in 1980. And, uh, yeah, were, whatever. probably I giant mean, stars in England. Here, it does bring up, yeah, well, that's just it. 54 songs in the UK singles chart, 17 top 10 albums in the UK chart. So that, it begs the question, if, if we don't give a shit over here, do we need to put them in the, is it the American? It's our Hall of Fame, damn it. Well, it is. Interesting. Um, rock and roll is an American creature, but one of the, or obviously the greatest band of all time, in many people's opinion, is, is a British band, right? Sure. Did they? No. Like, I don't know. Like Chuck Berry, uh, Bill Haley, and the Comets. They're American. American. They're, I know, I'm saying they're American. I'm trying to figure out whether Britain might try to, uh, you know, take any credit for the creation no, of they rock don't. and roll. They don't. Okay. If you ask any of those guys, like the Keith Richards or whatever, they all idolized all the American uh, rock and roll and blues guys. Right. Those were their heroes. Right. Are you, are you, are you 
From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Are You Not Entertained? The was I and, and the am I entertained. Can I start that again? Sorry. <laughs> am I entertained? I did it again. <laughs> Dumbass. Are you entertained? Ah! All right. Sorry. Sorry. It's Ed Nathanson. I'm here to give you the podcast that I've always wanted to do. That's talking about movies. That's talking about music, sports, pop culture. That's talking to some of the best people in employer branding around the world. Are you not entertained? Can I start that again? Sorry, that uh, was confusing. The Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers, yeah. yeah. I love the Doobie Brothers. Me too. They're, this, in my, they're in my top five for this year. This is one that it was legitimately surprising to me that they aren't already in, you know? Right. They do fall into that category. Like, what the hell took you so long? Right. This is the Michael McDonald era, What a Fool Believes, here yeah. on the Boston Podcast. <laughs> See how I hit that mark. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, that's yeah, part it, of their success story. They they really this had was like this three was like lives. Mach two or three or something, yeah. right? Yeah, because the whole fr- they have a whole greatest hits album that comes before this song with Michael McDonald's. So I started in the middle here or whatever, but yeah. so um, the Doobies right had, were wildly successful, and yeah. their leader Tom Johnston kind of flaked out. Mm-hmm. But they had this guitarist Jeff Baxter who came from Steely Dan. To the doobies right and i think he brought a, he said you know i got a guy that can sing and that was michael mcdonald who also sang with steely dan back in the day yeah and uh the doobies you know had unprecedented success after he joined i mean top 10 hits left and right mm-hmm. uh and then i think they even existed for a while with when tom johnston came back to the band with everybody mm-hmm. and then michael mcdonald left and moved on and now they're still touring they're still they're still filling places, and I think that greatest. I grew up with that greatest hits album: China Grove, um, Jesus is Just All Right, Blackwater. Yep. Uh, Blackwater. Yeah, yep. Blackwater. Um, it's just uh, one song is greater than the next, and so yeah, yep. Doobies. Come on, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Come Fans. on, put the, put the Doobies in. You know, they'll get in. I'm, I'm um, well, fairly confident. With my patriotism is still swelling from the, um, uh, you know, I was talking about the U.S. Postal Service, and so I thought. Might be appropriate. Well, we still got Michael Mc, Michael McDonald. Sometimes you just can't get rid of Michael McDonald's voice. He's just everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm on your podcast. <laughs> no, I was thinking of this particular. Once in a while, you want to cheer yourself up. You want to remind yourself of what it means to be American. Yeah, yep. Listen to Whitney's version of the... Star Spangled Manor. So Whitney's on. Whitney Houston is on the list. This, uh, this, this. I don't know if this version of our anthem was released as a single or not, but it's. I think it's one of her more memorable moments. Yeah, she did. So, li- she did lip sync it, but <laughs> but she sang it. Is that true? I think. Damn it! But they, they all, just they all ruined everything. No, but they all do that at the Super Bowl and whatnot. She had sung it. She was lip syncing to herself. It's not like we're not talking Millie Vanilli here or anything. Anyway, you like Whitney? What do you think? Uh, I am a Whitney fan, but I don't think she should be in the Rock and oh, Roll Hall of Fame. Really? Sorry. Why? Because of the words "Rock and Roll," Dave. Oh, she just isn't. Oh, so a now rock we're and going roller. there. I am, huh? Yeah, but uh, okay. Is Natalie Cole in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Maybe not. Shouldn't be. <laughs> Okay, so the crooners don't get it. Is Bobby Darren in the Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? We That's a good question. Yeah, is I don't know the answer to that. Is could, Sinatra in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, but he probably should be. Wait, are we sure he about that? Influenced. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm not sure. I'm, now I'd we're going surprised. down a rabbit hole. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. I saw Whitney okay. uh, live on the Boston Common. How was that? It was a hell of a show. Yeah. She, you know, very few people could sing as well as Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. And she had great songs. But uh, unfortunately, none of them were rock and roll songs. Right. If they were, yep. I'd be voting for her. Th- th- you know what? Now I'm, I'm, I'm shaking. I'm shaking because I, I think of um, that, like, we, we expand the definition for the hip-hop people, and yet we don't expand it for, well, like, the swinging music no, of, like, Frank and Dino. No. You know? No. Okay. I only would have expanded for hip-hop, jazz, et cetera, or crooners, if for some reason they had some impact on okay. rock and roll. All right. And I All don't right. think Whitney really did. I don't think there were like a, a series of uh, female singers that, you know, were influenced by Whitney and uh, sang rock if and roll she music. Just, yeah. And yet Janet Jackson's in the Hall of Fame, but Janet Jackson's music. Yeah. But I think I, last time I was on your show, Dave. Yeah. We talked about that. I, oh, you I said you I don't was, like that. I, yeah. I said she's a dancer. She's not even a singer. Oh, how dare you? Sorry, Janet. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, you're not. Um, okay. Judas Priest. We talked about this when you were on the show before. We, we, we don't, I think we didn't have a lot of love for Judas Priest. Do you like Judas Priest? Uh, oh, right, because they were on that list of people that could be. Right. We did. Yeah, that's what we talked about the last time. Um, you know what? Here's something weird. Yep. I don't even think I wrote them down. Okay. Well, on my little list. But I would have put lucky them. Lucky for you, I've got another thing coming queued up. <laughs> So I would put them in. I mean, they're on my they're on really? my yes list, not mm. in my top five. But let's face it, you know, they were one of the big big metal bands, and they were wildly successful. Um, they had a, they did have a un- unique sound, I would say. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. There's a fan vote. For, I just noticed this is a fan vote for yep. the Hall of Fame. So here's we the could thing. We go on and vote right now, but to what end though? It doesn't actually. It does count. It does. So there are a thousand people that get to vote. And the fans collectively from this online voting count as one of those thousand. One, so it's it, the fans cumulatively, rep, cumulatively represent one vote. One vote out of a thousand. Right. right. Oh, boy. <laughs> so keep voting, Dave. Your, your vote, vote counts. Yeah, your vote matters. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're British. Formed in 1969, they've sold over 50 million copies of their albums. That's ranked a lot as of one records. of the greatest heavy metal bands of all time. Yeah, what's his name? Rob Halford is the the lead dude. Yeah, yeah. He okay. may have he may have departed, but it doesn't matter. How, how do you vote against somebody that is that big? Okay. All right. Thank you, Judas. Priest. I can't name one song. Well, I can't. I'm hearing it, but if I you name can't it. name one Judas Priest song, Scott, then let me say you've got another thing. <laughs> Perfect. It's just good podcasting. Yeah. It's yeah. not a bad song. Yeah. No, I like that song. Uh, okay. So I don't love metal in general. Uh, well, there's exceptions to every rule. But you can uh, see yourself out. No. Uh, I mean, sorry. Th- that that that's this kind of metal is uh, Judas Priest. I think fair to say is known as more sort of um, hardcore-ish, at least at least tilting towards hardcore as it mm-hmm. compared to like Motley Crue or Poison, who I'm told will never see the doors of the hall of fame because you know, there was nothing, um, they were the opposite of the spectrum from true art, I guess is, is the, you know, all right. 
Uh, this next one is weird. I heard about it talked on another podcast. Craftwork is the name of the band. They are these techno dudes. Um, see if we can cue this up. This is actual music, in theory. This is part of the song. <laughs> and it's bothering me. They're a German band, shocker. Um, yeah, I wrote them off immediately. Formed in Dusseldorf in 19... It, says, <laughs> it sounds like, a, you know, one of Mike Myers' sketches on Saturday Night Live. Like, we are Kleptwerk from Dusseldorf. Yeah. Formed by uh, Ralph Hooter and Florian Schneider. Uh, innovators and pioneers of electronic music. All right. I wrote them off because they stink and they're German. <laughs> and I'm still a little bitter about Worlds of War 1 and 2. I'm sorry, but that's the way I feel. All right. Well, Lechaim and Mazel Tov to you. Let's move on. MC5. I don't know too much about MC5. Do you so, know anything about MC5? Yeah. Uh, MC5 would belong in as one of those very influential groups like, you know, the Sex Pistols or somebody like that because they were like prototype punk. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people cite them as their influence. They had an album called Kick Out the Jams yeah. that was uh, fairly successful. This is them. Yeah. That dude had quite a fro. Yeah, huh? he did. He should get in just for the hair. Yeah, the hair. Yeah, the hair. He was ahead of his time. It's funny they they sound punk, but they they're dressed kind of glamish. Yeah, you punk know. glam. Yeah, they were just ahead of their time in multiple genres. Sure, it's a psychedelic video. So this is yeah, a song called "Kick Out the Jams." Check yeah. it out on YouTube. Yeah. So they're okay. my maybe category because they, you know, they don't really have the body of work like some of these other people, but right, they sh- they do deserve consideration, and they like the critical darlings and all that stuff. Um, very good. We're up to a band again that I know is quite famous and legendary, but they might not be my cup of tea, but Motorhead. Motorhead. Or as Jack Black would say in School of Rock, Motorhead! <laughs> um, yeah, do you know anything about Motorhead? I don't know that much about them. Um, I would say that... Uh, here's, a, here's a tune called Ace of Spades. So based on my research, mm-hmm. they were described as like punk, metal, thrash fusion. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> and uh, and they were influential. They a lot of people came after them, and they had a incredibly loyal fan base. Uh, they're the my dude, yes list. The dude, they, uh, Lemmy, who Lemmy. died kind of recently, right? Yep. Yeah. Like a larger than life character. Right. Um, they sold a lot of records. I mean, he died. Uh, December 20th, 2015. They were ranked, um, ranked number 26 on VH1's Greatest Artist of Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. 26, Dave. 26. Uh, credited with being a leader in, yeah, as you said, uh, thrash metal, speed metal. Yeah. But from the mid-1970s onwards, Lemmy insisted they were a rock and roll band. See, he was... Because uh, he, was, he wanted to get in the rock and roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, he knew. He was planning ahead. Somebody's going to read this quote and say, <laughs> okay, okay, let him in, let him in. And maybe they will. Maybe yeah. they will. So I, he's, they're maybe for you? I think, yeah. They're on my... No, uh, they're on my yes list. They probably, oh. They belong in, I think. Okay. My wife was calling me. Oh, I was wondering I shut where that sound was coming from. That's okay. Um, She's my music partner in crime. If... You've told me. You yeah. guys go to concerts constantly, Yeah. right? You know what, Dave? We saw yeah. two, not one, but two Rock and Roll Hall of Famers this past weekend. You're kidding me. I'm not making that up. We saw Steely Dan. 
Okay. And oh, or fam. Okay, not nominees. Actual. They're actually in. Yes, yeah, they've okay. been in for a long time. Yep. Back when most of them Steely were still Dew. living. Sure. And what was the other one? The other one was uh, little Steven Van Zandt oh, from yeah. the E Street Band. He's not in on his own, though, is he? He's in with the E Street with Band. With the E Street Band. But he's okay. still in. That yeah, counts in. as in. Of course it does. And I got to tell I you something. Steve. I yep. was excited to see the little Steven and the Disciples of Soul. I read your post on Facebook. You said they were unbelievable. Fantastic. You said they're better than his boss. You said that. Well, you know why? I said I know. those you words. Were, you were writing a haiku. I have to. Mo- <laughs> I promised people every post on Facebook would be in haiku, so I had to come up with something. I thought you were joking about that. <laughs> Scott posts. I follow Scott on Facebook. One day he posts everything. Is a post from now on will be in the form of haiku, except he said it in a haiku form. I never got the haiku thing, but hey, God bless you. Domo arigato. Is all that the, all that props the to Mrs. Finley, my fifth grade teacher, who, taught who you wrote the classic the book Haiku for You. <laughs> for real? Yeah. Oh, God. I think you can still get it online. I don't see the point of them. They don't rhyme, so there's no, I don't, I can't, like, you'd have to tell me it was a haiku. Like, I, the, you could have been talking haikus this whole time. I wouldn't have necessarily known, were you? No. I'm not that smart. <laughs> Do you think uh, Nine Inch Nails appreciates a good haiku, or maybe not? Um, Jeez, maybe. Listen to how staccato this song is. Maybe this isn't the, the best example of their music. but um, I wouldn't know what the best example of their music is, because yeah. I'm not really a fan. I can't name Trent Reznor. Um, you know, they're like a lot of bands. They had a uh, super devoted following. I never right. quite got into them. This is a song called uh, Head Like a Hole. I guess it's a love song. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not a bad song. Yeah. Okay. So they sold 20 million records. They've Mm -hmm. been nominated 13 times for Grammys. They're number 94 in the Rolling Stones' top 100 artists of all time. Critics love them. Mm -hmm. Fans love them. They're the type of group that belongs in. Okay. Even though they're not on my personal top five. They're in your tier two? Yeah. Like you're okay with them? Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, we're making good progress here, Scott. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six more to go. Um, next up, uh, this is this will uh, be a controversial pick, I guess, if he gets in. I don't know. Notorious B.I.G. Pass. <laughs> now, Scott. Let's give let's give the man the big man some some props. I'm sure he's great. Yeah, and I know he is. Well, what he's a do great you know? Do you know what rap? He should be in the hip hop hall of fame. Do you know <laughs> first ballot? <laughs> if they had such a thing, I guess. I mean, they really should. I'm um, sure they do. They have to. There has to be one. Yeah. Well, um, is like is Run DMC in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Do you know that? I think they are. Okay. So, so they, they once we open this door, I but feel you like, brought up the point. They yep. were a really a crossover act in some ways. They recorded that "Walk This Way" with Aerosmith. They uh, yep. they leaned a little more toward rock, and uh, they were an early influencer. Well, may I present um, Notorious B.I.G. sampling from a classic rock song? It's coming up. So I know this because I just talked about it on another podcast with my buddy Milt. We do the Past Tens um, Top Ten Time Machine podcast, and we knew that Notorious B.I.G. sampled from a Herb Alpert song called Rise for that hook that you hear in this song. 
hypnotized. So you're just getting educated here. You can hear it in the background. Hear that? Well, you get the point. Can okay, I just stop so and say no. that yep. Past Tens yes. is a really, really good podcast. I'm glad you people. like it. I, I love it. You're our core audience for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I the name I submitted was better than Past Tens. <laughs> what was it? Jukebox Time Machine. But the more I think about Past Tens, <laughs> it, it does make sense. It's just not yeah. as good. It's a good name. It is a good name, just not as good. It's a play on but words. That's okay. It's Past Tens, T-E-N-S. You get no, it. You I go know. Back, you- I get it. <laughs> no, I know you get it. I'm talking to our oh, listeners. Sorry. That's sorry, right. listeners. That's right. Pay attention to <laughs> Professor Yaz. It's not just... <laughs> I was a professor for all of one semester at New England School of Law, and you called me professor for like five years after that, <laughs> which I didn't mind. Well, it's like when you're the president or a senator or a judge. You always retain the I'm title. I'm not so sure it works that way. Uh, next on the list, Rufus and Shaka Khan. Pass. <laughs> well, just out of respect for Rufus and Shaka... Uh, we'll play a little bit of a song. Now, you know what, uh, what? Here's a trivia question for you. What um, classic comedy movie did Shaka Khan have a cameo in as a soloist singer in uh, a musical review of sorts? Anything? Um, Anchorman? No. Not a terrible guess, I guess, but. Anchorman 2? Wrong era. The Blues Brothers. Oh. Yeah. Shaka Khan was a soloist in the scene where Jake and Elle would go to church. And here, this uh, you know revival by led oh, by yeah. James Brown is the is the minister, and he's singing. And Shaka Khan had a solo, right. and, and Jake nice does voice. all those backflips down the exactly. Uh, aisle. Yeah, exactly. All kinds of acrobatics in that scene. That's uh, "Tell Me Something Good" by Shaka yeah. Khan and Rufus Khan. I like them. I yeah. do. I do. I don't know. They if don't feel that hall. hall of famey to me. Yeah. yeah. But can I tell you one of my sure one of my great concert experiences was uh, seeing Shaka Khan sing with the Bonnaroo All-Star Jam. Your beloved Bonnaroo. Yeah. Yes. And she sang a Led Zeppelin song. And she, my wife and I looked at each other like, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. But it was dynamite. Really? Yeah. She's great. Do you remember what song it was? Um, you know, one of those ones that Led Zeppelin did back in the day. <laughs> I can't remember the name because it was like 3 a.m. And I just remember it being great. There's nothing Let's like leave a good... it at that. All right. All right. Uh, could it have been uh, this oh, the form right. audio quality is terrible? Yes, that sounds right. Or oh, whatever, it's the Led Zeppelin song. What is it? And what never should yeah, be? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Got there it. You, go. you nailed it. Uh, I type. That's fast. why you're yeah. the professor, and I'm just a student. Um. A student That's right. of rock and roll and love. Don't forget it. Dr. Love. It's called producing. And now I'm looking for my sound effect, which says it's called producing. And, I, and ironically, I can't find it because I'm poorly producing. Hold hey, on. How come we don't get the cool sound effects like in the top tens? Like, <laughs> I want the cool ones. Like, <laughs> you're all fucked. I know. No, yeah, no. What the fuck were we thinking? That's our favorite one. Yeah, we, we are proud of these jingles. What the fuck were we thinking? That's when we go back and visit a song that never That's the one, heard. baby. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you, whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional. You should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head, literally. 
Pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships, clients, and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to Pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. Okay, so uh, we have business here. So you, you've you've maligned Rufus and Chaka Khan, and now we're up to a guy that I know you Wait, love. I just told you how much I loved Chaka Khan. At I least, know, but you said pass. I just don't think they're right for this particular honor. All right. Gotcha. Uh, Todd Rundgren. I know you love him to death. So love. Give us your 90 minutes on, or uh, let's make it 90 seconds on Todd Rundgren. <laughs> no, tell me about Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren is a great songwriter. He has... Sadly, he's generally known for this song. Not sadly. It's a good song. That's what he's... It's a famous song. Yeah. He but... made a lot of money from that cruise company that bought it off him. Oh, yeah. But wanna... his real famous, most famous song, I think, is Can We Still Be Friends? He had a great hit called Hello, It's Me. I don't remember that. I'll, I'll look that up. <laughs> oh, you're too young. Where's the, where are the old people? I'm not that much younger than you, but, um, I mean, just a good rock and roll guy, catchy. And he's poppy. one of the real innovators. He was one of the first guys to go in the studio. Mm-hmm. and play all the instruments and do all the singing. You know, others have followed, Prince uh, and people like that. Um, Jeff Lynne, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a super talented guy. Now, this is the one? Yeah. Things just can't go on like I don't want to be mean, but he wasn't the most handsome of guys, was he? <laughs> I mean, or No, he's he... not a great-looking guy. <laughs> he looks... Kind of like uh, uh, Peter Wolf after fasting for seven days. <laughs> and the other part of Todd Rundgren is yep. that he's, produ- he's produced some of the greatest music acts and albums of all time. I mean, he's a, you know, and superstar they, producer. But they give you credit for that. You can make it as a producer, right? That's the Or thing. a writer. Or Do you count him only as an artist? Or does he get in as the producer? I say you get to make th- your case a little of this, yeah. a little of that if you want. Call him A and call him B. I don't have a problem with he that. He belongs in. Let's okay. face it. All right. He does. Next he, better, w- he better get in. I'll be mad. <laughs> I, know, I know. I will call you. I will call you, send you flowers if he doesn't make it. I know you'll be sad for the whole rest of the day. Um, this next band, I have a, kind of a personal story um, about them. I mean, nothing amazing or anything, but I do remember when I was a DJ in college, we were required to play so-called college music, which was alternative. And so we were very limited. And I, I, being sort of a superficial music dude, I wanted to play like Billy Joel and Phil Collins and stuff. Maybe not Phil Collins. But anyway. <laughs> but there was this one edgy band called Soundgarden that mm-hmm. we I first heard of. And people said, you got to play the song Big Dumb Sex. And so I started playing. I actually kind of dug it. This is, this is it. This was like one of their... I don't even know if it was a hit, but... So they went on to be one of the kind of a not obviously not quite to the level of Nirvana, but same ilk. Right. right? They came. Yeah. They were like think of the original British wave, the Stones and right. the Beatles and the Who and the Kinks. Yeah. And then there was the new wave with the Clash and the Sex Pistols and Elvis Costello. Well, they were the grunge wave with right. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, 
Soundgarden. They were the big three. Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they get, have to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, they're just, you know, they do. I'm with you. And Chris Cornell, of all the singers of all those bands, he was we just hands lost, down right? the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, you're about to hear why they couldn't play this song on mainstream radio. Here you go. Uh-oh. Chorus is wrong. A love song, Scott. Well, yeah, <laughs> that would go over well. It was, the it was two generation. I guess that's rock and roll. Like I guess, I guess they would wear it like an emblem of honor. But I wonder if they would have made it bigger even quicker if their best song wouldn't have. Been, or maybe there was a censored version they played in certain radios. I don't know. But uh, that's big dumb sex. By so I saw song. Chris Cornell solo mm-hmm. at the grand opening of the Hard Rock Cafe in Las Vegas. He played, mm-hmm. and I didn't, really didn't know that much, much about him, but. I walked away a huge fan. He's he was a real talent. He'll be missed. He is missed. Yeah. Is he not? So he was in your definite yes? Definite. All right. Great. I only have one definite less. And it's either T Rex or Thin Lizzy. Yeah. You want to guess? Uh yeah, sure. I will guess T Rex. I'm not telling until we get there. Okay. <laughs> so uh T Rex was That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> You guessed correctly, sir. You Thank nailed you. it. Thank you. I, I really like the... Can the, we get the, another the, sound the, effect? The, you nailed it. <laughs> Something like that. I'll just save that drop and we'll repeat it, okay? Um, oh, can I record some drops? Sure. You're, and you'll use them in all your podcasts? Or some of them? Or none of them? Don't worry. I'm turning his mic off now. <laughs> I want to listen to T-Rex. Well, this guy was an original. I forget his name already, but what's his name? Um, Mark Bolin. Mark Bolin, right? Died young. You want to know what right? his real name was? No. Mark Feld. Is that right? Yeah. He what? what self-hating Jew? Is that what's going on here? Maybe. I'm just saying. For the same reason <laughs> I vote him in, I vote Kraftwerk out. <laughs> well, like, what was wrong with the original name, though? This is, of course, Ben. Get it on, Ben. I feel like a lot of T-Rex songs have been covered by others. Yeah. Th- this one was covered by um, Robert Palmer, or was it... Um, You're right, no. Or was it Power Station? Power I Station. It was Power with Robert Palmer. Yep. One of my favorite cover songs of all time. They really mm-hmm. rock it, but but remaining true to the original spirit of T-Rex. And they were one of the yeah, first, like, uh, you know, glam rockers. Yeah, he wore the top hat bowling yeah, occasionally. Yeah, the outfits and the high heels and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of people came after him and were f- and were influenced and um, and they had great songs too, I think. Um, I'm just kind of sh- sh- uh, sh- shooting through items here about T Rex, and I happened to come upon a headline that said, "How did Tupac and ABBA make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but T Rex has not?" Right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So it's maybe uh, it's yeah. I mean, I, like I don't know their whole catalog, but every every song I know, they had such a cool look and a cool sound. And uh, so, yeah, uh, T-Rex. Okay, so this next band won't get one of your, your definite votes. And Lizzie is in my maybe. I mean, they were a good band. They, they really rocked were. pretty hard. They worked, rocked hard. Phil Ano, you know, was this uh, larger-than-life front man that everyone seemed to like. And they did have one of the great songs of all time, right? The Boys Are Back in Town. Well, you that's, are- n- that's not the one I picked to play, but yes. <laughs> but that's one of those songs where it comes on the radio and you turn it up. This Because it's a great song. Wouldn't you put this one in the category, too? Maybe let's let's let the chorus roll around. Don't you be around. Yeah. 
Hurry up, didn't those? Up against the clock here. Is this the chorus? It's going to be trouble. Yeah. Well, jailbreak, sort of, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Thin Lizzy's kind of like my Harold Baines, right? <laughs> People say, how did that son of a bitch get in the Baseball Hall of Fame? He was a good player, maybe above average, probably. Is he in? I guess yeah, he is. he did. People yeah, are furious was... about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was one of those sort of quiet, like, not n- nothing flashy about him. Right. Amassed a lot of statistics over the years, kind of quietly. Yeah. So, that's that's Thin Lizzy for you. Yeah, I think so. Okay. They're so Kind of like that. So... Give us your 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 five again. My five uh, yes. are Dave Matthews. Yes. First year eligible, no brainer. Doobie wow, Brothers. Yes. Long overdue. With Come you. on, people. <laughs> T Rex. T Rex. Great band. Influential. Um, Soundgarden. You know, pioneer. You know, pioneers of the grunge whole movement. Yeah, that right. Changed rock and roll. Smack in the middle of a, a, a sea of change in music. Yes. And then my beloved Todd, Todd Rundgren. Because I like it so much, I gave it two sound effects at the same time. Um, well done, Scott Zeta. So, when do we find out about this? Do you know? I met Todd Rundgren. <laughs> Didn't you already tell that story? No. Did I? Oh, you probably told I me told personally you. or something. Yeah, what was it like? No, I'm was not going to repeat it. He was nice. <laughs> okay. It was a book signing. They said, "Don't Todd will not take a picture with you. But I took a picture with him. <laughs> and he was very gracious about it. He then flew off the handle, got very angry. Reporters were around, and they said, if there's anything that keeps Todd Rundgren out of the Hall of Fame, it will be an altercation he had with a photo-seeking fan at a nondescript book signing. And you ruined it all, Scott Ziegler. No, I, I hope he gets in. I, don't, I said I was going to choose my five. I, I don't know if mine would be much different than yours, uh, except I love, I would say Pat Benatar, absolutely yes. Doobie Brothers, absolutely yes. I would say, yeah, out of the rest... T Rex, I like. I, I, and Soundgarden. And I might throw Thin Lizzy a bone. That's the only reason I differ with you. Whitney, I don't know what to do with. I, I think someone needs to, to uh, honor her greatness, you know, posthumously. Um, but you, you kind of made a point that I can't get around now. Like, if she's this crooner of her age, just because she's a crooner and she's wonderful and she had all these hit songs, doesn't mean she's rock, especially if Sinatra's not in. It just, that kind of blew my mind. Right. I don't know. Sinatra should be in because he was like the original rock star. Well, even the, though he was, was singing before, there was no rock right. then, right? For for uh, well, I don't know. Was Sinatra big and when did his first hit? In forties or fifties or what? Fifties? Yeah, like anyway, forties. He was like Elvis was before, before rock, Elvis. Yeah, he had rock the, really didn't he come lived around the rock until the mid fifties, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's we're gonna have to have a whole other podcast about this. Um, by the way. Uh, in case you forgot, U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today, usps.com slash careers. For mail carriers to corporate management, the USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. And they have positions available for the holidays, kids. Make a little extra scratch for the holidays. Go to the website, usps.com slash careers. All the info is there. U.S. Postal Service deliver for the nation. Nice. Did you have? Well done. And if you get the job, be nice. <laughs> That's all. See, that's all you had to say. If you said it that way the first time, we wouldn't have had that big fight on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, I'm a forgiving podcaster, and I'm glad you stuck around. 
Uh, the great Scott Ziegler, uh, Mass Lawyers Weekly. Mass Lawyers Weekly. Is that work? People want Perfect. to find out about the, 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 the fine newspaper of mm-hmm. which I used to be a part and still admire. Um, so look him up. He's a good dude, and we'll have him back here as we like to do to talk music and all other nice things. And I have hey, other topics, you know. <laughs> And that's all the time we have today on the Boston Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Remember to share this with a friend or a colleague if you like it. On behalf of the great Scott Ziegler, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy.